Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, hi, Mark. Wow, now we become an oldie station. We're playing the old walk-up music for Mark Grody. This used to be his show. He's on the show, and now we're playing Dirty Frank. It must mean it's Grody time. Oh, hi, Mark. I'm kind of bouncing around as I'm listening to Dirty Frank. That sounds good in my ears. I haven't heard that in a long time. And Dave the Cat is staring at me like, what the is going on? Dave has never seen me in Dirty Frank mode. What? Really? You've hidden this from from Dave the Cat? I don't know that I've jammed out to Dirty Frank in the last four years or so, and that's about how long I've had Dave the Cat. And and describe, since this is a... It's not exactly... We're not on Twitch, nor would they allow me ever to be on Twitch. What Dave the Cat did in reaction to your what would could only be described as Travolta esque moves in rocking out. Dave the Cat right now is positioned on the table where my television is, and I have the the Northwestern Nebraska game on mute. He likes to sit near the television because it's warm, I think. And as soon as I started dancing and sort of gyrating when the song came on, he just he was kind of half asleep, and then all of a sudden he just jerks his head up, eyes wide open, like what's going on. And now he is <laughs> back to normalcy because he senses that I'm talking to you. He he has heard me probably talking to you more than anybody else in my place. So now it's it's normalized. And as a matter of fact, he just turned away from me. He's looking at the ceiling now. So that's it. He's done. He's, he hears He's your TV sunshine voice. He's your out. Saturday yep. suckage voice. Is it? That's it. Bye bye. He knows. He, he okay. hates sports talk radio. And there's nothing I could do about that. We're we're cool. Well, Mark and Dave the Cat are joining us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. The the Bears play their final preseason game of this exhibition, this three game season. It's now just three games and. Usually the third game, you would think, usually it's looked at as like the fourth, and the fourth, nobody important plays. 
Now, everybody important is playing, and I'm going to first guess this one and say Justin Fields should not even be allowed to get on a plane to go to Cleveland. He should not play in this game. What do you think and why? What's your stance on Justin Fields playing in this game? I like it. I disagree with you. I have not seen enough out of Justin Fields on the positive side for me to know yet that he is a good or great or average quarterback at this point. I understand the risk uh, that the Bears are running with this, but they have played so little together in terms of going up against real competition, and this isn't even real competition because it's the exhibition season. I think the Bears are cramming right now, and I think that they did fall off the ledge a little bit with the weird preseason schedule that they had. It's very unfortunate. You know, you had the the Kansas City game where the starters played, and then the Seattle game, the starters barely played. Ten throws exactly, or ten plays, I should say, for Justin Fields in the Seattle game on August 22nd. So I had actually was leaning towards when people asked me, will the starters play in that game at Cleveland? I said, probably not. But I think it would be a really good idea for the starters to play. So I was pleasantly surprised because there just isn't enough continuity yet. Justin Fields is still a mystery. He's not a star yet, so I don't know that you just bubble wrap these guys. I mean, who on this offense, Steve, are you looking at and saying, oh, my God, by all means, we've got to protect that person? Because it just it doesn't exist right now because we haven't seen enough from the Bears. We haven't seen enough progress from the Bears offense. So you cannot go into a 17-game season starting on September 11th, and there is a little bit of time between today and September 11th, more than just your average game. But you, this, this Bears team cannot go into the regular season without a little bit more continuity and figuring out what they have with the first team. I can understand that, but here's the way, in taking a longer view, and I don't care about next week, I don't care about September 11th, I don't care about the week after against Green Bay, taking the long view is this. In my world, this season, priorities 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 is determining whether Justin Fields is an NFL franchise quarterback, period. That's it. Priorities 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You can't do it if he gets hurt against Cleveland in a meaningless game. You have to give him a shot to start healthy in the regular season, even if that involves a whole bunch of running around because the offensive line is is a bunch is a rolling tollway. I just believe that that is the entire point of this season. They're not expected to win. They're not going to win. You better get your priorities straight. And it doesn't mean getting ready for week one. It's getting ready to be able to judge this one guy over the length of the season. I think, and that makes sense, but I think that this half of football that, in theory, Justin Fields is going to play, I believe adds to this season and and that judgment that will go on. I think he will be better off like this is one of those simple times where yes risk reward that he Mm -hmm. will be better off in this regular season and to be judged as you said if he gets that time with august 20 with this game tonight i don't want to overstate the importance 
of it because it is an exhibition game and they won't necessarily be trying to win and it is just a half. But I think in this case, the snaps that he's going to get will be important for him to apply to September 11th and September 18th and September 25th and so on. We're going to see his starting running back tonight that we will see on September 11th. God, I don't know. I mean, they they are, as teams are, more protective of the running back than really almost the, even the quarterback because it's just <laughs> it's just you were it's just go there weren't you yeah, yeah. it's just silly yeah. to have a running back in there bouncing around especially somebody like David Montgomery who yeah. we know what he can do and if you want to talk about a guy that might just you know he and Khalil Herbert maybe to a lesser degree Travis Ebner you want to talk about guys that are excuse me Treston Ebner I got to stop doing that Guys that are important to this team and wanting to keep them upright, running backs is going to be key because there will be some conservative play calling to start off this season. We've seen it in the preseason, the, the quick releases, the, the rollouts, which is beautiful to see because these are the things we did not see enough of out of whomever you want to talk about, whether it was Matt Nagy or Bill Lazor or John Filippo as well that just it was just such a hybrid sort of offense that they had in terms of let's okay let's open it up again let's shut it down and now i think the bears will do life a little bit differently i mean we saw it last in the in the seattle game where the first play of the game was just gorgeous i thought that little screen rollout or just to to uh, Cole Komet, and he breaks a tackle or two, takes it 12 yards, and then the seam route, 19 yards to Cole. All, all of this stuff, there's not a lot of waiting around for for Justin Fields, so you could start to get a preview of the way Luke Getze feels he has to operate, and that will be the quick hits, that will be the run game, and things like that to just bolster confidence and get the ball down the field. You know, that, that one play, and I realize it doesn't mean much, but it did. I, I hadn't made the Getze. I didn't immediately think of Luke Getze. I thought, oh, my God, that's what Aaron Rodgers does. Okay, there's a handoff rollout, easy yeah. first flip. You make your give your quarterback the easy one. And I thought, that's Joe Montana. They did that. And, of course, it's the same offense. It's the West Coast offense. It's just basic stuff. It's a handoff. And... And it happens to go through the air a little longer. And you get your quarterback confident. You get him on the move. You make the defense go, oh, crap. Really? They're going to do this to us? We're not going to know where to find them? It was just such, there's such simplicity there and so many layers of it that I, I could see why you pointed at that. And that would be a wonderful thing. But my, I guess my fear is this. It's been so much nagginess and so much idiocy to the way he spent year after year after year forcing quarterbacks who couldn't be protected and weren't good at standing in the pocket to stand in the pocket and just become targets. So you're dealing with already he's he Justin Fields it just has been has get the highest sack rate in the preseason. Your Bears quarterback has been sacked a third of the time. He's already got the highest sack rate. Really and you're going to put him out there tonight. And you just can't make him stand back there. He doesn't have the time. The line isn't good. And and I just, that all the ideas of boots and rollouts, and, and my hope is that they're just not going to show it now more than we've already seen. What do you think is the case based on what you've seen in practice? What do you think is the case? 
Sorry, Stevie Sunshine, I didn't hear that last part right there. For some reason, I had interference. Okay, what is what is the case? What are the maybe they're hiding it, but the the boots, the rollouts, they can't make a pocket quarterback out of this guy because the line won't allow it. The the line won't be able to block that kind of mentality, and this guy is better if you don't. What are the what are the what's the likelihood based on what you've seen in practice and people you talk to that there will be a hell of a lot more boots and rollouts and and all kinds of play action that that will allow him to get on the run and be a threat in multiple ways that they're oh. just not showing it now. Oh yeah, I mean there's been a ton of that and it does feel like Luke Gatsy has given Justin Fields a freedom in that regard they're not demanding that he be a pocket quarterback i think that justin fields wants that but he understands what's going on here he worked under a bad offensive line at times last year coincidentally in cleveland where it was the offensive line was an absolute joke that day as was the entire game plan so i think that getsy has allowed him to even even eject the pocket when he needs to. And I know Getze was a little bit critical of Justin Fields ejecting the pocket a little bit too soon, but he understands, luckily, what's going on here, and that while he's going to run a version of what he did in Green Bay, it is, to Bears fans' delight, or it should be, this is more catered to all of the strengths of Justin Fields. And we've seen him you know, roll out and protect himself and play action tons of times throughout the practice. And I think that it is something that is necessary. And I also like the idea, too. There there was one week in camp where I saw a lot of work when they were doing goal line drills or red zone. It seemed like there there was a lot of Justin Fields, not necessarily ejecting the pocket, but planned runs. And we all know how much trouble the Bears have had in the red zone over the last couple of years. They have not been a team that has been good at scoring touchdowns. They get into that red zone, get in there just Uh fine, but then they were settling for Cairo Santos' field goal. So the idea of using Justin Fields as more of a weapon in the red zone, I love that idea. You don't have to hand off to David Montgomery or Khalil Herbert down there. You don't have to force it to the tight end in those spots you don't have to find darnell hey we got this guy who is really elusive and talented and fast use him to get into the end zone and we saw some of that so that that's something i'm lo- really looking forward to once the regular season starts i don't know the, how much they would show of that in a game like tonight but i really want to see what the package is in the red zone or in particular let's just say from the five yard line in could that be a place where all of a sudden justin fields comes to life and they have a bunch of plays for him to get into the end zone but yeah i mean the the you know the the short answer to your question is yes there has been a ton of times where we're seeing justin fields use his legs to make a throw whether downfield or short pass as well and then the last thing i'll say too about the conversation is you know aaron Rodgers. how many times 
has Aaron Rodgers, as great as that guy is with his arm, how many times has Aaron Rodgers burned the Bears with his legs, like where it's a third and six, and you got him. You got him. Nobody's open downfield. You actually, and then he eludes somebody and then takes it, you know, eight or nine yards for the first down. I think that that's probably something that Luke Getze is coaching into Justin. Hey, if, if you're in trouble, you see it, take it, man. Take it. And we know that one thing that, in theory, Justin Fields can do better than, than Aaron Rodgers is run the football. Now, there's some mechanical things that Fields has to get better at, the slide, knowing when to eject, and all of that kind of thing. But I think ultimately Luke Getze is going to use the legs of Justin Fields in a proper way, which I don't know was that was done last year. Well, he'll have opportunity to do it. Give me his offensive line. There's been so many moves. Give me his offensive line tonight, left to right, left tackle to right tackle, and do you think that will be the starting health permitting? Will those be this? Will that be the starting five against the 49ers? God, I love this question. But yeah, Braxton Jones at you'll see Braxton Jones at left tackle tonight. Cody Whitehair at left guard. Sam Mustafer still will be in there at center. Mm-hmm. Your right guard, yes, will be big, Tevin Jenkins, and I expect Larry Borum to be your starting right tackle tonight. Now, uh, yeah, the center position, I do expect that uh, Lucas Patrick, once he is healthy, and it's not out of the question that he would be healthy for September 11th against San Francisco, I think he moves right back into the center spot, and Sam Mustafer probably – becomes a guy that they can go to on the inside if they need, but he'll be on the bench probably. The Tevin Jenkins-Larry Borum thing is fascinating to me because I still don't know what exactly they are doing because I think they know exactly what Michael Schofield is who who very well could still end up being the right guard. They know exactly what Riley Reef is, and they he's been getting a plenty of play at right tackle throughout training camp and so I lean towards the Tevin Jenkins Larry Borum thing has been a sprint let's see what these guys can do can we trust these younger players to be starters and I think they're watching every single play really closely because I don't think it's a slam dunk that that Jenkins and Borum have those spots I think that that's what they'd like to see but I think this has been a tryout and I think it's been an earnest tryout it it you know, drives us crazy at times when Matt Eberflus or Ryan Poles or whomever, Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, say, oh, hey, we're, these guys are trying out. It's going to be the five best guys. You know, they, they won't give us the specifics. And sometimes that's gamesmanship. I think in this case, I think they're being honest when they're saying we're still trying to find the best five guys. We don't know what it is. We think we'd like to see young Tevin Jenkins playing right guard. We think we'd like to see young Larry Borum playing right tackle, but we ain't starting this season with a quarterback in year two with those guys just to play the young guy. So it still could be Schofield and Reef. Okay. All right. Well, that narrows it down. Mark, after the show, I, you, you need to know this. And we have, um, I asked Sean Sears to, to ready up a, a soundbite oh. for you. Um, and ready it up. After the show. Yeah, I like how you talk. That's very folksy. Ready it. Hey, uh, ready re- up the soundbite. Ready sound it up. Bite. Sean, yeah. you got it all readied up? You, you going to play it, Sean? Should I bamf? Should I... Oh, oh, oh. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. 
I am not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Oh my god. Goosebumps. Say I, uh, my have... name. There you Say go. My have... Say my name. Say my name. Pretty good. Say my name. I don't want my Walter White to be too much like my Harrison Ford, so I'm working on it in real time. Nice. That's a we really tried to poison you. We tried to poison you because you're insane, degenerate piece of filth, and you deserve to die. Same by name. You switch the samples. You switch the samples no, so you can make Provasic. Are they the same? No, no, there was a little. It was a little more um, urgency in in Harrison Ford. There if you don't know who I am. Scene then maybe your best course would be to tread lightly. Jesse! I have I have my Heisenberg hat, Mark, and here's what? why. What? I will be making a trek. Brandon and one of my grand dogs, Gio, and I will be leaving after the show to go to Los Angeles. He and my daughter-in-law, Emily, and my other grand dog, Stella, they're already out there. Me and Brandon are driving because Gio's 70 pounds of pit bull beagle, and he's not going to fly very well. So we're driving. And we'll be in Kansas tonight, and the tomorrow we will be in Albuquerque. Oh, my we will God. Be taking, we will be making our own Breaking Bad tour. I was ordered to get a Heisenberg hat, and I do have it. Oh, going, pictures, we, pictures, pictures. Yeah. yeah. And we will, we will not, I should say, not be throwing a pizza on top of Walter and Skyler White's house. That much I can, I can tell you, we're not, we're not going to do that. But I think we'll visit the house. We'll visit the car wash. We oh. may swing by Gus Fring's Los Poyos Hermanos and um, more updates as events warrant. But Dude, that is so cool, man. That is a trip that I would take, too, because... Yeah, I think you and I have the same appreciation for Breaking Bad. It's the yeah. only show in the what I like to call the binge watch era that yeah. I have watched now three times through, and I'm threatening, I'm threatening to watch it again. Like there Tread have been lightly. moments. Oh God! I watched Jane die. I was there, and <laughs> I watched right. her die. I watched her overdose and choke to death. I could have saved her, but I didn't. Jesse, say my uh, name. Say my name. I am yeah. the danger. Oh, oh but, or better, uh, hey, and now it's, hey, come to Benny's Beverage Depot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, um, anyways, I wanted to share that with you. I thought you were getting a Dude, that is that so cool. Be safe. My name. I love it. And Brandon was just as pumped as you sound. Because Brandon thought when when we had to figure out a route and we weren't going to go to this, we were thought about Denver. That didn't work out. And I said, "What about Albuquerque?" And the first thing he thought of was Breaking Bad. And I go, "Okay, wow, I know where my son's head is." So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what, uh, so what we're going to do, especially after the end of Better Call Saul. And oh yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Don't say anything about it. Don't you know, say it anything about it. Of, well, it didn't. Well, it all it's what we all knew. It took a while to complete because Bob Odenkirk had suffered a heart attack on the right. set. He had so they hit. couldn't get the whole yeah. thing in and put it all together. So he goes on The View, and this is so Bob Odenkirk and maybe a little Saul Goodman. And he said, I, I lost a little weight from having a heart attack. I'm not recommending it. I'm <laughs> just saying. That's, <laughs> that was, 
that that's great. like that's like when I I uh, broke my jaw once and uh, I mm-hmm. think I lost without trying a good uh, twenty five pounds or so because my just like um, Kanye West he beat me to the song but my jaw was also wired shut and I was just drinking liquid food basically and I was like oh and then when I got the when I was on wire I'm like oh man Marky Mark's looking pretty good. Yeah, look at that. I think I'll yeah. break my jaw again. Yeah. yeah. All right, someday someday <laughs> yeah. we'll investigate those diet. Yeah. You know, the don't don't get your don't get your stomach. Diet. Yeah. You don't get the don't do this tie your stomach up thing. Just just unhinge yes. your jaw and you have no Slip choice. No, if you unhinge your jaw, then you become like Rick Camp and Jay Zawaski in the I'm Fat podcast. No, you if become you a boa constrictor. Shut, yeah. Well, again, but you're again, you're allowing more food in. You're allowing all those quadruple decker hamburgers to come in. So, oh, all right. Yeah. So but, hey, wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. Before you let me go, I mean, you let Chuck stay on for like an hour, so um, <laughs> I would. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He claws yeah. out. Don't do that Look, to me again. Stay- you could stay on for three hours, but you're never here. I want I you for three hours. You're so just sorry never about here. That. Are you mad no, at me? Oh okay. my god! You're not sorry. I know no. Not, hey, okay. this is the perfect hey. show to do this on. Gene Grody's birthday is tomorrow. And oh yes. Oh. So, so tonight I will be hanging out with Gene and Gare, and one of my bros and his family for delightful gift giving and apparently we're going out to dinner someplace so happy birthday oh, I wish, oh my god well wish gene a happy birthday from saturday suckage i'm so glad that she's in a mood and have surrounded by her family and love to do that and i would have sworn this would have been a yet another opportunity for her to send gary grody to the jewels to pick up a list of things for her birthday Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Gare has been sent to the Jewel already a couple of times. Gare, there are some things I need you to get from the Jewel. Oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Hey, whatever you need, whatever's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is when I do my impersonation of my dad, it sounds like me. Hey, what's going yeah. on? Hey, oh, yeah, you want to go to the Jewel? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, yeah, that's cool. All right. Okay. Happy birthday, Gene Grody. That's Thanks, great. Steve. You're All the right. best. That's great. What do we got Thanks coming up? Coming what do we got on? coming up, Steve? What do we got? What do we got? We got coming up. We got coming up the best story from Northwestern Nebraska football game. Ooh. Doesn't involve football. It invi- involves Irish hospitality. And Roquan Smith is a double talking bad teammate. So we'll get we'll discuss that. That's what's coming on. Okay. I think that sounds great. My mom's maiden name is McClarney, so there's a lot of Irishness in my family. Have a great day, Steve. Oh. Gene McClarney. Gene McClarney. My, my broth of a lass. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's lass. she's about, she had a, oh, yeah, very, very much into Irishness. So I got a lot, lot of that blood in me and uh, got the German Grota as well. So there you go. <laughs> that's, I can't imagine the voices that will be said. We'll be singing happy birthday to Gene Grody, but you share that with us next time. Okay, Mark? I will, Steve. I miss you, buddy. All I'll right, talk to you thanks. soon. Miss you, talk to you, love you, need you, want you soon. All right, bye. That's Mark Grody. And we're late, but that's Mark Grody. We did that. And there is a story. It's coming out of Nebraska, Northwestern. It has nothing to do with football. Sometimes you watch Northwestern, and they have nothing to do with football. This is such a great story and so Irish. Next, and Roquan Smith.
What a double-talking, lousy teammate he is. I'll tell you why. Saturday Suckage. Thank you for surviving this. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. His but teammates he, think the world of him, too. Yeah, he, he's good. And his name is Tad O'Donnell, so that, that's a plus in his favor. He's a fine broth of a lad. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, I like the Irish dropper. I've never heard you bust out that. Can you do the uh, the four leaf clover guy? Four leaf oh, clover. Char- the, the, the lucky the lucky charm. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, me lucky charms. They're after that. What we're, we're talking about? Uh, marshmallow, uh, whatever, and different colors, whatever. But uh, lime green, and it really wasn't lime. But flavors of the rainbow. Isn't it the flavors of the rainbow? Is that what it is? Several different ones. Yeah, no doubt about that. Really, Sean? All right, that is Mark Grody, my previous guest, and the Grobber who always leads off Saturday Suckage Roll Call, sort of doing Irish accents, Mark being enthralled with the Grobber's fine broth of a lad. He'd never heard the Irish Grobber before. He's just Mark's just going to add it to his repertoire. That's why I think he was goading less. 
Anyways, the reason that comes up is Northwestern and Nebraska um, showed up in Ireland to play football, Aviva Stadium. That's where they kicked off the ball and playing their American football over there. And if a bad thing happened to the stadium, but a good thing happened to the fans, it turns out. This was treated, tweeted by Jake Sorensen, who uh, does reporting on the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers football operation. And it says, beer slash alcohol is free, night, free right now at Aviva Stadium because the internet is down. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Irish hospitality is top-notch. Hashtag Huskers. And then somebody else tweeted out lines of people. You would think it was at, you're at Wrigley, the way these things were so, these lines were so long. Because Amy, Amy Just is her name, columnist for the Lincoln Star Journal. And... People are, there can't be anybody watching the game. They're all in line for free beer and alcohol because the internet is down. Let's consider that for a moment, folks. You're at a football game watching this event to watch American football, which you probably understand a little bit of, don't much care about. Sometimes you feel like you're part of the Northwestern student body. You don't much care about it. You just, oh, that's cute. What's next? Oh, the internet's next. But because the internet, because a distraction at football stadiums is not available, they're giving away free alcohol. I'm sure it has something to do with the betting, right? Somebody who's familiar with international betting and tendencies and, and all forms of degenerate behavior, I got to believe that if the internet goes down, then people can't, punters as they're called in England, can't bet. And that's probably why here, have some alcohol, have some, let us give yourself some self-medication. Let us medicate you to get through this tragic moment when you can't spend money on bets and we're not going to make you spend money on alcohol. Well, I think well, too, what, what, um, I, I think they are, they're cashless. So like all their like POS systems are down too. So that's why they're, that's part of it. Why they're oh, also giving it away Oh, I hadn't too. thought of that. Yeah. Sean Sears, look at you. Look at you making a play. You know, you were due to make a play. Look at you making a play. It was about time, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. We needed that. We might be down 40 points in the third quarter, but look at you getting us that first down. Yeah, I think you're, I hadn't even thought of that. And do you think cash, are we close to going cashless? So are there, are, I've know, not heard of any local of local venues that are cashless. So from we actually talked with us in Hit and Run, Spiegel and I, and uh, we talked to two of the VPs for the Cubs and the Sox. The Sox are in the process of becoming cashless. The Cubs are, actually. They'll still take – so if you hand a vendor cash, they'll take it. They're just preferring to be cashless. But the issue with that is you can't always tip your vendor. So it's a big thing we've been talking about on Hit and Run. But at least right now, Cubs are cashless, Sox are on the way. They're all – ticket list now too it's all digital there so we're only we're only steps away really I, i'm familiar with that but that's not based on the, the give and take and one of the other uh, the give and take of of what your choices are whether you want the hot dog or the beer or however right. you do that and the other part of it is i was apprised of this maybe i'm really late coming to this maybe it's not true in every case my friend dawn was telling me that she she said don't don't tip on your credit card at a restaurant 
because it's clearly marked as a tip and they get taxed at like a 50% rate. If you leave cash, then they get all of it and that's the way it goes. Oh, is really? That, is that is that true? That sounds I don't I know mean, that what that makes sense because they have to run the card, so it's gonna it's gonna run up the fee regardless, tip or not. They're taking the money from it, so they're gonna have to pay the bank or the card provider. So that that makes sense. Eight one five texter, we do that in Rockford in our arena where the future Blackhawks play. Okay, well it's in six two six three zero texters, two different six three zero textures. One says, Cashua Systems is just another way to get people to spend more money. People spend more money if they don't see the actual cash leaving their wallet. Another 630 texture says the new concert venue Salt Shed is cashless. The this this reminds me the first 630 texture that people spend more money if they don't see the actual cash leaving their wallet. Perhaps the greatest line ever regarding gambling and casinos. And it was attributed to Big Julie in a book by A. Alvarez, Biggest Game in Town, going back several decades of the World Series of Poker. It's a spectacular book. If you are a poker player and you want to learn some of the, the history, it's great writing, it's great stories, and it comes from Big Julie. And Big Julie said, the guy who invented gambling was smart. The guy who invented chips was a genius. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Talk talk about Roquan Smith, double talking lousy teammate. After this, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Whenever you increase your talent level on that side of the ball, really any side of the ball, you're going to see a little different. It's going to be a little bit different, and you certainly felt that. We all felt that. You guys saw it when he was out there playing, you know, on that toss sweep and then, you know, the zone play. So, you know, he's certainly an impactful player. We've said that all along. He's a, he's a really good player. Bears coach Matt Eberflus talking about Roquan Smith showed up and practiced the way he should have all along. He ended his hold-in last week. He was practicing Saturday, and everybody was talking about him. He's shifting his focus from negotiating and holding in and not playing and withholding his, his <clears throat> talents to playing football. This was one of the quotes. It's my last year of my deal, and I'm just going to take it and run with it, bet on myself like I've always done. The negotiations are over right now. It's more so I'm focused on the season, going out there, being the best bear I can be. My full intention is to play this season, and whatever happens, happens. Well, this sounds disingenuous and stupid. It sounds like Roquan Smith all along. Because that should have been your focus from the start, dude. You had paid $9.7 million, third highest on the Bears. That's the one you agreed to. It's also the one on which he bailed on his teammates. Bailed on his teammates and what to expect in the coming season. Roquan said negotiations are over. He's going to bet on himself, and the Bears still could use the franchise tag on him. Highly unlikely if he's playing weak side linebacker. That just doesn't happen. But he talked about his trade request while he was holding in, while he was being a lousy teammate. He's got a contract, but he's not going to be out there with his teammates. 
He didn't want to be traded from those teammates that are apparently so important to him. His trade request was declined. He said, I thought it was very distasteful, to say the least. Smith said he was distasteful because he busted his ass for this franchise over four years. Dude, look, that's what you were paid to do. Hello! He was paid well and be paid better now, $9.7 million. So this call this naive, if you want to be charitable, bordering on stupid, a dash of childish, childishness, selfishness. Did, he doesn't have an agent. Does he do any research on how negotiating works? And then he says he doesn't regret not having an agent. He's got all these bad feelings. So he learned nothing, which is naive and, again, bordering on stupid. He was asked how he'll find the right frame of mind regarding this organization, and he feels disrespected him. Wow, Smith said. Great question. I would say my loyalty lies with the city of Chicago, the loyal fans here, the guys in the locker room, who I put my blood, sweat, and tears on the line for each and every day. Well, see, here's the thing. You didn't. You sat around for three weeks and didn't put anything on the line, except you had a big lip on, and you were whining, and you were crying, and you were acting selfish for all these people so important to you. The point from the start was you had a contract that you agreed to. You play for that. You work for that. That's just as simple as it gets. You bailed on your teammates for almost three weeks. What kind of teammate is he? Well, to me, that's lousy. You going to trust him? He wanted to be traded from those those people that he values so much. The people in that locker room, he wanted to be traded out of there. And it was declined, and he thought it was rude. So, no, no question the guy has football talent. He does not have the talent. He does not have the fortitude to be an agent because he was probably hearing some truths that he wasn't used to hearing when smoke gets blown up your ass for a lot of years. So dude, find yourself an agent. Play for what you agreed to. That's your word. That's your signature. It's all in the contract. You're getting paid $9.7 million. You owe it to the team that's paying you that and your teammates. Don't bail out on them. I hope they can trust you from now on. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.